Hey guys, Tom here from Draw Breath. Uh, I really hope you enjoy this interview today with Dan. I have an absolute ball talking to him. He's a really animated character. Uh, and, I, and, and to that point, I should add that this interview is also available as a video on my YouTube channel, which is also called Draw Breath. Uh, you can go over there and there's my interview with Dan and lots of other breathwork experts and meditation experts as well. Um, so yeah, head over there and check that out. If you are a breathwork fanatic or meditation geek, you may also like my new book, Draw Breath, The Art of Breathing, uh, which teaches you breathwork and meditation in a really unique and but simple way where you're drawing in time of your breath, hence the name Draw Breath. You can check that out on Amazon. Just search for my name, Tom Granger, or the title Draw Breath, and it should come up. Check out the reviews, see if it's for you. You can also go to drawbreath.com and download and print out some of the simple exercises from the book and see if they uh, chill you out. So with all of that um, shameless plugging out of the way, let's get straight to the interview. You know, it's no accident the lungs are wrapped around the heart. Yes. And so when you breathe, you're, you're awakening heart intelligence. Okay. You're awakening body intelligence, mm. and that's creativity. So I'm here today with a force of nature in human form. Um, some people call him the Bruce Lee of breathing. Uh, I like to think of him as the Rasputin of respiration, um, the indomitable Dan Brule. And uh, for those of you who don't know about Dan and his background, Dan was originally a medic in the US Navy um, before joining an elite team within the Navy of medical deep sea diving technicians. Um, and that's one of the highest levels of fitness required in the US Navy and expertise and knowledge, having to learn not only about medicine, but also munitions and demolitions so that when uh, you're saving people from a rescue situation, you can get to them. Um, and that kind of, all of those things kind of influenced Dan in a kind of perfect storm. And from that storm emerged a man who is unbeatably passionate about breathing and uh, since leaving the military dance traveled the world meeting other divers uh, gurus researchers scientists um, yogi masters um, and then he's pulled all of that knowledge he's got about the breath and travel the world again, sharing it with other people. And uh, hopefully he's gonna share some of that with us today. Um, and I also have to say, I'm sorry to embarrass you, Dan, but Dan is also the uh, personal breathing coach to Tony Robbins, possibly the most famous coach in the world. Uh, so Dan's the coach that coaches the coach. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. I love it. So. You travel the world teaching people about breathing and a lot of the time you'll be teaching uh, teams who maybe don't know who you are, maybe soldiers, maybe business teams. Um, do you ever come across people, you, you go in there and you say, I'm here to teach you how to breathe. Do people meet you with a kind of cynicism or how do you inspire people to take note of the breath? Not so much anymore. Yeah. 40 years ago, I felt like a voice crying out in the desert. Yeah. You know, breathing, schmeathing, meditation, meditation, yoga, shmoga. I mean, nobody, it was, especially in the field I was in. Yeah. Where it just sounded silly, you know. Uh, but, you know, when uh, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Mm. 
And when you can't breathe, you find out just how important it is to you. (laughs) And uh, people who work in high stakes life and death situations, they're trained to breathe. Mm. I mean, lives can be lost. Mm. Millions of dollars can be lost. And... um, and so, and people in those life and death, high stakes environments, you need to manage your emotions. Yeah, you need to yeah. manage your mental state. You need to manage your arousal. Mm. You need to get a handle on your physiology. When your yeah. heartbeat goes up to 170 beats a minute, you've got to find a way to get yourself back into your center. Mm. And breathing is the key for that. So it's well, about- you know, along with mindset, but breathing is the thing that just that tips the scale that yes. makes it happen. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so when you're... So you, you mentioned you've been doing this for 40 years just then. Um, obviously, people's attitudes have changed. Has the field changed, the field of breath work, of breathing? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we did a thing in London last night. We had 110 people. 20 years ago, there would have been six people. Wow, yeah. So okay. it, 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 something's yeah. happening. It's, it's, it's happening more and more. And, you know, breath work is the new yoga. Mm. It's it's meditation for people who can't meditate. Yeah, and uh, everybody's had a gym teacher who told them to breathe, and we know it's important. Yeah, but no, very few people have just sort of zeroed in on it as something to really study, and it's an art. I mean, we can all walk, we can all dance, we can all sing, we can all cook, but. I wouldn't say I could do any of those things in the presence of some people who really know how to cook and who yeah. really can dance and who can yeah. really sing. And but breathing is like that. We can yeah. we can raise it to the level of an art. Right. Okay. And uh, and and when we zero in on breath work as an art, yeah, it takes it just carries over into our emotional life, our social life, our physical health, our psychological health. It's the flywheel of the body. Mm. And if you get it smoothing, you know, turning smoothly, all the other gears around it, just mm. they fall into a certain order. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I love that analogy of it as an art. And I've, I've heard you previously talk about um, different breathing techniques as like uh, the colors in an artist's palette. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, um, you're obviously a very creative speaker. You use really colorful language and analogies. Do you think, to put it mildly- Too colorful sometimes. <laughs> there's a, there's a um, do you think there's a connection between breathing and creativity? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, creativity is born in the body. It's mm. a feeling thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a heart thing. Yeah. And I have a friend, Barnett Bain, who's, uh, he has a book, The Book of Doing and Being. Okay. He's a Hollywood producer, filmmaker, creative director. And he points out a really interesting thing. If you, if you separate a puppy from its mother, yeah. you hear from both of them. Right, okay. The mother is not happy. And the baby is overwhelmed with what Barnett calls overwhelming feelings of aliveness. Right. And they may be distressing feelings of aliveness, but they're feelings of aliveness. And that's why you get a little baby puppy and it cries all night for the first few days you bring it home. Yeah. Okay. It's processing that the severing of that energetic bond between mm-hmm. the mother. Mm-hmm. Well, when we had that same experience as infants, our body is just flooded with these Un, you know, overwhelming, unbearable feelings. And all yeah, we can do yeah. is, ah, 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 that's yeah. all we can do. And if you can't change the situation, what happens is we, we leave our body. We mm. abandon ship. 
Yeah. We leave town. We okay. and when the cognitive centers come online, we shuttle up into our head. Yeah. And so now, if I have a, a feeling in my body I've never had before, before I'm even done feeling it, mm. I'm already up in my head wondering, oh, what, what does that mean? What does yeah. it come from? Mm. Maybe I have this. Maybe I have that. So now we're having a virtual experience instead of an actual one. We're having a conceptual experience instead of a felt one. Yeah. And so Barnett makes the connection between breath and creativity, is that the only way to reawaken your creativity is to get back into your body. But the only way to get back into your body is to breathe. Yeah. However, when you breathe, you wake up all the feelings that frightened you out of your body yeah. as a two-week or two-month or two-year-old child. Okay. So breath work is about getting through all that stuff yeah. back to really embodying yourself. And when you're fully embodied, breathe, you know, it's no accident. The lungs are wrapped around the heart. Yes. And so when you breathe, you're, you're awakening heart intelligence. Okay. You're awakening body intelligence mm. and that's creativity. So, um, yeah, it's a, there's a direct link to creativity. The wow. breathing yeah. is the creative spirit in us. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. breath is the creative life giving spirit in us. And the more intimate we become with it, the more intimate we are with all of the qualities of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, so that actually really reminds me of something you say in your book, which is, I think I'm getting it right. Um, the breath is the language of the spirit. Of the soul. Yeah. The soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what, what do you mean by that? Well, Every emotional state, every psychological state, mm -hmm. every physiological state has a corresponding breathing pattern, yeah. an associated breathing pattern. Yeah. And we know that when I'm peaceful and calm and happy, I'm breathing differently than when I'm angry and upset and afraid. Yeah. And it's observable. Yeah. And so every time our state changes, our breathing pattern changes. Mm -hmm. And the magic is it's a two-way street. Yeah. I change the way I breathe and I change my state. So we can use the breath like a switch. You want to move from one state to another, get a handle on your breath yeah. and change your breathing pattern. And you're going to change your emotional state, your psychological state. You're going to change your chemistry. Yeah. And so it gives us a handle on what a lot of people would think is just, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. It's mm -hmm. just the way I feel. It's mm -hmm. just the way I am. It's, and so it's so empowering. Yeah. 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 And so breathing, breath work is so empowering for people who want to be empowered. Now, if you want to keep the excuse, it's not my fault. He makes me angry. She makes me sad. Mm. If the problem was the government, mm. if you want to keep projecting your problems outside on the world, yeah. breath work probably won't be interesting for you. But if you really want to take responsibility yeah. for your life, yeah. wow, the breath is right there to help us do that. Mm. Amazing. So... Um, I know that you travel the world, I think it's 60 countries. You 66 at the moment. 66 yeah. different countries <laughs> yeah. um, that you've taught in. Um, and do you, do you find that people breathe? It's a weird question. Do you find people breathe differently in different countries? Do you find, or is it always the same kind of people are drawn to breath? Work? I, I'm, it seems like I'm seeing the same kind of people everywhere I go. Yeah. I must be attracting a certain yeah. kind of person. Yeah. They gravitate towards breath work. Although breathing is very unique. I, when I first got into this in a kind of say practical or applied way mm. was as an x-ray technician. Yes. Yeah. And so you take a chest x-ray and when you take a chest x-ray, you tell the person, take in a deep breath, yeah. hold it yeah. and click. Because if they're breathing, the picture's blurry, you're going to have to take it over again. So you yeah. have to watch them very carefully and make sure they're holding their breath when you snap the shot. Yeah. And so I gave those simple instructions to, you know, quite a few people. At the end of a year, a couple of thousand, three thousand 
people. Yeah. And everybody did something different. What they called the full breath, the muscles they used, the expression on their face. And it was like the breath just started speaking to me. Mm. And I could see how it expressed and reflected who they were and, and their mm. personality really? and their psychological tendencies and their mm. emotional tendencies. And so it was like the breath just started speaking to me. And from then on, that's all I was focused on on people is their breathing. Yeah. They might be smiling, but you know, they don't mean it. They might look tough, but they're scared. Yeah. And shitless. you could tell that from the breath. <laughs> yeah. The trays, they could know, disguise their feeling. posture. They could disguise yeah. their you know, voice and their facial expression. Yeah. But there are very few breathing masters on the planet. Mm. And so most people haven't learned to disguise that. So it's yeah. very pure. Yeah. It gives very pure information. Wow. Yeah. And so that must have been an amazing foundation, you know, doing those chest. Did you, did you do just hundreds of checks? Oh, chest thousands. Yeah, yeah, thousands. thousands. Yeah. Old wow. people, young people, kids peak athletes. And so I really got a chance to make some really great connections. And, wow. and one of the main connections that I got is if you take a frail old, you know, elderly lady who's in bed, bedridden, yeah. Yeah. and you take a peak performing athlete, yeah. now you can move them both to the end of their rope. Now yeah. the lady's going to get there a lot quicker yeah. and it might take some real Get to get that guy to the end of his rope. But yeah. when they both get to the end of their rope, they're in the same place. Yeah. And you know, the old lady does better in that situation than the big macho really, guy. Really? Because they have this aspect of surrender mm. that big powerful guys haven't learned. They've mm. muscled their way through life. They've, they've relied on their strength and their yeah. power and their yeah. speed. The old lady doesn't depend on that stuff. She's yeah. learned long ago that she, that, so she found a plan B. Yeah. And so I used That's to tease all of my Navy it. SEAL friends yeah. that you need to be like, an old lady because you know what an old lady right now would handle this better than you because really, she'd be yeah. able to surrender yeah and when you're caught in the jaws of a tiger you, you can struggle all you want yeah. you're not going to get out so you you gotta you gotta have a plan b yeah and a big part of breath work is really learning to relax yeah and you know you can use the breath to reach profound sublime states of relaxation in yeah. the same way you can use the breath to reach really heightened states of energized mm. you know yeah. states so yeah so it's not about just relaxing or, yeah no yeah, it's, it's, it's it a whole spectrum of hey, emotion we have this snake oil right i mean yeah. breath is like it's snake oil that really works yeah you know yeah. You, i can and it feels hot and it feels cool. Yeah, yeah. And so the same breath can be hot or cold. It can yeah. it can calm you down or wake you up. Mm. Uh, so it's uh, it's the tool of our day. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So you mentioned kind of macho macho guys, and obviously you're around that a lot in the military. Um, obviously, guys generally have a, a, a sense that this is something airy fairy, and that yeah. it's like oh, it's kind of like yoga pants. I'm, I'm not going to wear yoga pants. You know, they they don't really have the same kind of interest as uh, I'd say that there's a gender divide. There. Right. How can we inspire more men to see how the potential in this? You know, if you have any self-awareness whatsoever mm. and you practice breathing, certain breathing exercises just for a couple of minutes, yeah. you have a felt sense yeah. of, of what it's doing. And you can measure blood pressure and you can measure heart rate. And so you can confirm the yeah. benefits that you're getting. Okay. And so you can't argue so with treat reality. Treat it more like an engineering thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And if you get, once people have an experience, yeah, you know, you can't, you it. don't have to convince them. You have okay. a real felt experiencing, oh, yeah. wow, okay. Yeah. And when headaches start going away or when you find yourself being able to stay clear in situations where before you would lose it or yeah. whatever, you, you have to just acknowledge that, wow, this, it's simple, but it really yeah. works. Yeah. 
So I mentioned at the beginning in your bio, the kind of couple of the different influences, obviously we've talked about being a x-ray technician and a medic um, and being a deep sea diver, obviously you have to have incredible breath awareness. Um, and you, you talk about uh, lots of different parts of that in your, in your book. Um, but was there a moment where those kind of stars aligned and you knew this was your mission? Mm. Did that path unfold gradually or was there a moment where <sighs> there was I was when I was in x-ray school in 1970 uh, hip nailings became like the thing you know somebody breaks a hip they surgical. put a pin in it, yeah. a hip pin right and there was a famous very guy famous doctor who was teaching all the rest of the surgeons around the country this technology this process yeah. and when he First, all the rest of the surgeons in the hospital were like giddy kids when yeah. the news came that he was coming. Maybe they were seeing dollar signs, I don't know. But yeah. but when he came, he just, he was elegant. He had a certain charisma. He had a certain presence. And when I watched his breathing, it was exactly what you would expect. Mm. I mean, the, the word elegant came mm. to me when as I watched his breathing. So I got this idea. So, okay, he's the best in the world at this thing at the moment. He's like yeah. one of the one percenters. And so I decided, I wonder if you've reached the top of your field in medicine and engineering and science, music, finance, whatever. Yeah. If you're in that one percenter, do you breathe better than the average person? Okay. Do you Are you more conscious of your breath? Yeah. Do you turn to your breath in moments when the average person wouldn't? And so that was, and I was 19 years old when I met that guy mm. and that started me on a mission and so I tried meeting people who were like really at the peak yeah. just to see yeah. and sure enough it's expressed and reflected in how they breathe and maybe it's a chicken or an egg thing I thought yeah. right okay. if every time somebody is like really graceful and really charismatic and really relaxed and you see their breathing pattern and, mm. and, and you go well of course it matches perfectly yeah. so I wonder if, you know, it's, there's that two-way street again. Uh -huh. So yeah, I was 19 years old when I made that conscious decision to just really start looking at the breath. And then from there, I went into the military. So I yeah. got a chance to do it with guys who didn't survive and yeah. guys who did survive mm. and guys who would could hold it together yeah. in, a, in, a, in a terrible situation and guys who would lose it. And yes, I, I could predict it by how they breathed when they were under stress. Mm. You know, they either... Under stress, you either hyperventilate yeah. or you hold your breath. Yeah. And I wanted to know which of those, you know, and it's like the, the person who freezes yeah. versus the person who runs around like a chicken with their head cut off, doing a whole bunch of useless stuff that isn't helping anybody. Yeah. I wanted to know as a medical, as, a, as the rescue person, who those guys were. So when the crap hit the fan, yeah. who do I sit on? and tell them to sit down and Who shut up. And who do I yeah. slap and kick and make a move? I wanted yeah. to know ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I could tell that by their breath. Yeah. All we have to do is stress a person a little bit mm. or a lot. Yeah. And it reveals where they're gonna go sour in a, in a, in a crisis moment. Amazing. And then, and then we could prepare as you enter into the crisis moment. If you're a guy who hyperventilates, you want to be slowing your breath down. Yeah. If you're somebody who holds your breath, you want to yeah. be getting moving. Yeah. And it was just a simple thing for yeah. me, but it was a, it's a real process for people to like, yeah. find that out about yourself and, and then be on guard for it. And then when you move in to a stressful situation, you know, your tendency yeah. and you get a handle on your breath ahead of time. Yeah. And you can cruise through moments that before you would, that you'd either freeze or you'd panic and yeah. want to run. Very cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned there that kind of urge to go and seek 
masters. And in your book, you mention, you know, well, the list is endless of the mm. kind of crazy people you've met. You've met Indira Gandhi, you've uh, met Babaji, yeah. um, you've, well, it's, it goes on and on, um, Leonard Orr. Mm -hmm. and, and I just wonder, is there anyone, and even now you're still meeting people, still learning, is there anyone in your kind of 40 years who's particularly stuck in your mind or inspired you? Um, it's, I know it's a difficult question because there's so many people mm -hmm. that you've kind of loved. No, I mean, the traditional, you mentioned Leonard Orr, who's the father of your birthing. He was right. a major inspiration for me. Mm -hmm. uh, Babaji, who is Harakan Baba, he's written about in Yogananda's book, The Autobiography of a Yogi. Yeah. He's Yogananda's guru's guru's guru. Mm. He's referred to as a immortal, you know, yogi master who yeah. materializes and deep. It's not even a, he's not even a person. He's more yeah. of a phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Swami Rama, who, who was a, a good uh, person who carried on the classic Pranayama tradition. Mm. And so I like to get to the sources of those things. I spent yeah. time in China, probably who been my Qigong master, uh, changed my life. Leonard Orr changed my life. Yeah. Babaji changed not just my life, but all my past lives and all my future <laughs> lives. <laughs> and, yeah. and he changed the lives of people around me. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, they're at the top of my list, I think. And some very unknown heroes, mm. you know, just mm. people who intuitively act accidentally stumbled over abilities yeah. and uh, and they were able to transmit them you know and yeah. I'd met people who are really masters of their field but they were terrible teachers right and so that combination of being really a master at something and also mm. being a master teacher mm. in those cases is where I got the most from mm. people and that's what I try to do I, I'm trying to be a master of my art yeah but I'm also trying to be a master of teaching it passing yes, it on well, letting I mean, people yeah. catch it you yeah. know <laughs> i mean i i thought i knew about breathing before i read just breathe and some of the facts in there that you, they just come from left field like i think <laughs> one point you mentioned that we we release 70 percent of our toxins through mm -hmm. the breath yeah yeah, three percent through defecation, seven percent through urination, twenty percent through perspiration, yeah. and then then the mother load seventy percent is through respiration. So, so only three percent the... through defecation. So if if you think having a good bowel movement yeah. or working up a good sweat is good for you, you gotta consider breathing because that, yeah. that's where all of our most of our wow. toxins are being released and discharged. Does it, so does that mean we're literally talking shit? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of shit's yeah. collecting in yeah. us too, yeah. if you're yeah. not yeah. getting yeah. rid of it. So yeah. the more we breathe, the more we're cleansing our blood yeah. through the lungs. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah, and on a physiological level, you're detoxing. Mm. And on an energy level, you're cleaning and balancing what you mm. might call your energy body. You know? mm. You're cleaning and balancing your emotional body, your mental body. Yeah. You know, the breath is the thing. And, and it connects the physical body to the mind. Yeah. It connects the subconscious mind to the conscious mind. Yeah. And so the breath is that bridge between spirit and matter. Mm. <laughs> and you and you want to have one foot in each world. I think the idea is to just have one foot in each world. And the yeah. way to do that is to be in the breath. Yeah. Mm. So obviously your background in the military and now, you, now you're training still military folks. Do you think your experience in the military would be different if you had the knowledge, if someone gave you the knowledge now that you're giving to people? 
Oh, heck yeah. Mm. Yeah, heck yeah. And in fact, now, I mean, I, I, I have a good friend, General James Cook, who I have a chapter on in my book, and, mm -hmm. and Mark Devine, who's a Navy SEAL. And my, when I met these guys, I thought, man, where were people like you yeah. when I was in the military? Yeah. They just, you weren't around. People, yeah. they were more unconscious, you know, that there was no real, you know, they weren't around. But, yeah. and there's hope now because uh, they're in there. They're making a mm -hmm. difference. And... And the mine gym in uh, Virginia, where the Navy SEALs are doing, I mean, they're encouraging them to take LSD and to wow. ayahuasca wow. And, and to do trance dancing and drum yeah. circles. I, I didn't laughed out of, in fact, yeah. I got sent to jail in the military because yeah. of LSD. Really? And now they're encouraging people to do it. So wow. think that the culture has changed yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and maybe it's a financial thing because we have so many veterans with PTSD and course, stuff. Yeah. And so if you can do something on your own you mm. save them money for yeah. having to treat you yeah. so that th so they're getting behind self-healing and personal development stuff because uh, it's economical mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> i hate the motivation yeah. but at least at least they're you know they're open to things they weren't open to before yeah maybe for reasons i don't like but hey whatever the reason is you're open to breathing send it in mm. um so you're training a lot of teams in in these different um, environments, and I've heard you speak before about group flow. Would you mind talking about that a little bit? Group flow, where? Yeah, well, we know. I mean, it, this idea of being in a flow state yeah. and athletes getting into the zone. Yeah, uh, we've got that down individually. So the next level of that is group flow. Right. Okay. And um, and so you can take some obvious lessons that kind of overlooked, like people who pray together out loud. Yeah. And, you know, and there it synchronizes their breathing. Mm. If we're all repeating the same mantra or yeah. the same prayer out loud yeah. together as a as a community as a group, we're synchronizing our breathing yeah. and it creates kind of an energetic bond. Why people like to go back to church every week. Uh, there's that. Singing, um, I suppose. Yeah. Singing and and even like Shakespeare's sonnets, if you repeat, you know, if you speak Shakespeare's sonnets, it puts your breath into a therapeutic zone, Yeah, a, a pace. And so when people share the same breathing rhythm, they lock in, they connect in a way that's pretty cool. Mm. The intuitive kind of connections, you know, I'm yeah. on a small team, six of us or whatever, we spend some time, we're breathing together, breathing together, breathing together, and then we go off and work, and I see something, and you have a feeling to look that way. Mm. It's pretty cool. Mm. It's pretty cool. Mm. And and uh, we just feel more connected, and that's really important. That we is smarter than me, and uh, and how do I sh how do I grow my my self concept to include other people. Yeah. And then those, and that's vital in a team like that. I can't yeah. be thinking about me. I got to be thinking about we. Yeah. And it can't be a conscious thing. It has to be an instinctive thing. Yeah. And breathing makes that, an, it brings alive that instinctive thing. And that's a conspiracy, right? Yeah. It, that, that's considered, um, there's a there's a dark side, oh, a conspiracy. It means breathe together. Yeah. And it got a bad reputation because of how powerful it was when people breathed together. Yeah. They could overthrow governments. Wow. They can knock down kings. Yeah. There's a power in conspiring and breathing together. Amazing. Yeah. yeah brilliant. So uh, my last question is a question I'm going to be asking everybody in this series. Um, is there one thing that me or anyone watching this at home 
could change today that will improve their well-being tomorrow. You know, absolutely. And don't wait till tomorrow. You can improve your well-being in a, in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, yawning. Okay. And a sigh of relief. Yeah. I mean, this is my cutting edge technique yeah. right at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Combining yawning with sighing. So when you yawn, you, you know, you open something in your throat. And when most people yawn, they freeze. Yeah. It's a perfect time to flow the breath while okay. the, everything is open. Yeah. So I'm training people to trigger the yawning reflex. Yeah. And when the yawn is expressing itself, yeah. Give yourself sighs of relief. Wow, amazing. Just yeah, bring yeah. together a sigh of relief and a yawn. We already know how to do both. So it's you don't need to be an expert. We know what a sigh is. Yeah. Exaggerate it. Make it Shakespearean. Yeah. We know what a yawn is. Just trigger it on purpose and breathe in and out while you're yawning. It's such a simple combination. And yet I've never heard of it before. And it's amazingly powerful. And my theory is that we're cutting new neural pathways. Because right, okay. the yawn, a an actual yawn, you don't do it. You can do something to trigger it. Yeah. You can do something to suppress it. But when it's happening, yeah. it's happening. You're not yeah. doing it. So in that moment that something is happening, if you consciously come in and breathe, yeah. you you uh, the ancient brain has triggered the yawn and the modern brain has got you spinning the breath like a wheel. Yeah. And uh, you're making connections that were new connections. So yeah. I think that forms the foundation of some higher abilities my working theory. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Dan, thank you so much for oh, joining me today. It's been an absolute you. pleasure. No, um, and I'm going on Dan's workshop tomorrow down here in Chichester, and I'll let you know how that goes as well. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Wow. So that was a really interesting talk with uh, Dan. Um, you really get a sense of that kind of infectious passion that he has for uh, for breathing and the kind of character that he brings to it. Um, if you enjoyed that chat, I really strongly recommend you uh, pick up a copy of his book, Just Breathe. Um, it's kind of, you learn breath work and breathing techniques almost by accident because he's weaving together these different stories from his own life and all the people he's met. Um, and if you have access to audiobooks, I, I really strongly recommend getting the audio version because Dan's reading it and you could probably hear he's got this amazing kind of resonant, raspy storyteller voice and he's just kind of all over the place with his intonation. It's a really good audiobook. Um, and if you enjoyed this interview, then you're really likely to enjoy the interview that I'm going to be doing in a few weeks with Patricia Gerbarg and Richard Brown. They're a husband and wife team of uh, doctors from America, and they've been researching the, the evidence and the neuroscience and the physiology behind really ancient uh, Aikido and Qigong breathing techniques. And they've uncovered some absolutely extraordinary facts about how really simple breathing techniques can change you, change you emotionally, change you physiologically on a fundamental level. Um, so yeah, if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, then please do subscribe. Um, a huge thank you to Somersdale Publishers for lending us their library to shoot this video in. Um, yeah, thanks for watching. So I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Uh, it was really pleasant just to sit back and listen to Dan talking with his uh, amazing storytelling style. Um, and if you did enjoy it, obviously you've made it all the way to the end, suggesting that you had an absolute ball. 
um, then please do hit that like button or share with some friends or even leave a review and um, let me know what you thought. I'm really interested to hear your feedback and anyone else you'd like to hear me interviewing. Um, so yeah, and don't forget to check out my new book, Draw Breath, The Art of Breathing on Amazon. All right. Thanks for listening.